This episode of Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music is sponsored by Great Lakes Brewery. Hello, welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. Today we're talking about Christmas by Michael Buble, released in 2011 under Capitol Studios, and my guest is Natalie. Is it really just called Christmas? Girl, it's called Christmas. That's just the name. Did I get that wrong? No, it's called Christmas. Oh, he didn't even put a lot of thought into that. He's just like, you know what? Like you could have done Michael Bublé's story, a Christmas serenade or something like that. But he's just no, you know what? Let's go with the classic. But you Christmas. know what? He kept it simple. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. I see. I see. I see what you did here, Michael Bublé. If, you, if he, he says it in his voice and he's like, mm, Christmas. Like, yeah, okay. exactly. It kind of works. I'm, I'm all okay. for it. Also, hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> just jumped right into it. Nat, welcome back to the pod. How have you been doing? Thank you. Oh, just dandy just dandy it's not like there's a global pandemic going on it's like everything's fine fine. i mean now that like my christmas tree is up i'm like christmas christmas just counting down the days oh i feel you 100 percent. it's gonna be a bit of a different christmas this year i feel like it might look a little bit different for some people and i know that's gonna be tough but um hopefully everybody just stays safe over christmas holidays and you know we can get through this get through the nog flowing and we'll be fine (laughs) once you get the nog flowing everything is, gets better. Everything changes yeah. once the nod gets flowing. Um, but I'm so glad to have you back on the pod now. I realized I had an epiphany today that you have been here for a lot of uh, firsts in the Kiara Gets Drunk era. This is episode, by the way, this is episode 33. How crazy is that? Whoa! I know. I was trying to think today. I actually was thinking about like, what episode are we on? I remember when you hit like 20 and I was like, I feel like you've done a lot since then. Yeah. It's, so this is 33, but you were also our very first guest ever, episode one. Woo. You were on the first time we did a compilation album, which is when we talked about Queen. When we went to lockdown, you were the first guest that came on the podcast via Zoom to do a virtual episode. Uh, yes. It's a lot of, and now, first Christmas episode. Ta-da! Ta-da! I did it! Thank you so much for coming back. I'm so excited to talk to you about this album today and get into the Christmas spirit. I feel like we need, all need a little bit of, a little sprinkle of joy in our lives right now. There. Deep Love in it. the Christmas spirit. <laughs> Deep. Deep in the nog. I don't know. I have no, I had no segue out of that. (laughs) Before we get deeper into this Christmas album. Into the nog. Before we get deeper into the nog. We're talking about Michael Buble's Christmas album today, which is kind of an iconic Christmas record. And I'm very excited to hear your thoughts. But before we talk about it, we got to talk a little bit about the man behind Christmas, not Santa. The boobs. (laughs) The boobs. (laughs) I've literally been calling him the boobs the whole time. And I just realized He's not just the actual boobs. It's B-U-B-Z, not B-O-O-B-Z. The bubbly. The bubs. The Michael Bubbly. Yeah, I guess it's the more bubs. the bubs. The, the bubs. He's the bubs. Not the boobs. Before we talk about the boobs, let's just go with it. Let's just roll with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get deep in the nog. Let's figure out where he came from and what he's all about. What do you say? Tell me. Michael Buble is a Canadian jazz singer-songwriter from Burnaby, British Columbia. Funnily enough, his first interest in the jazz... In, in the jazz... In the genre... <laughs> Oh, I was trying to say jazz genre, and it came out the the jazz genre. Jazz genre. (laughs) His first interest in the jazz genre came from listening to the classic Bing Crosby album, White Christmas. And Mm. at the age of 13, he sang a rendition of that song for his family. Wow. That was like his first performance. Cute, right? Boobs. Want to hear something else really cute? Tell me. His grandfather was one of his biggest fans, and he got him his first gigs at the age of 16 in nightclubs because his grandfather would trade plumbing services as an opportunity for his grandson to perform. I'm sobbing. Cute, right? So cute. The boobs. So sweet. The boobs. Grandpa boobs, yeah. 
<laughs> Michael Bublé's first record deal was with 143 Records, and his debut self-titled album was released in 2003, along with the singles How Can You Mend a Broken Heart, Kissing a Fool, Sway, and the Spider-Man theme. What? He did a cover of like the Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Dun- I can see how that could work. Right? It's jazzy. Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. From there, Buble's popularity grew in the adult contemporary world, collaborating with icons like Tony Bennett, Boys to Men, and performing at the 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver, BC, which I remember watching. However, the album we're talking about today, Christmas. 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 <laughs> Christmas. That's what he should have called it. The album we're talking about today, Christmas, is Buble's seventh studio album, which came out in 2011. The album was promoted alongside Buble's Christmas special, which premiered on NBC and was viewed by over 7 million people. It features collaborations with several high-profile musicians like Shania Twain, Talia, and the Papini sisters, and a cover of one of the most iconic Christmas songs, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. So good. There's no words. That it, it, that's like top of the charts Christmas. Christmas pop oh, songs. Oh, yes. Oh, forever. yes. 100%. And the record was super successful on the charts. It hit number one on the Billboard 200. It won the Juno Award for Album of the Year and overall became- Really? Yes. A Christmas a, album? A Christmas album won a record of the year. Interesting. That would be like the holiday winning best picture, which I wouldn't object to because it's the holiday. It's a, yeah, great flick. Iconic. We've used that word a lot, but it's iconic. Um, (laughs) Iconic. Iconic. Christmas was the best-selling record of Michael Bublé's career, selling over 12 million copies worldwide. It was a smash. I think that would be kind of like disappointing though, as like an artist, you have all these songs that you like work really hard on. And not to say that he didn't work really hard on this, but like that they're not his songs. Like they're just kind of, he just redid them. I feel like I would be disappointed that I was like, really me just like singing Christmas songs? That's what you wanted that, this whole time? That did it for you? <laughs> I mean, I see where you're coming from, but also, like, doesn't that mean that your versions of those, like, of songs that are He's so Christmas. overdone? Yeah, like, he is Christmas. <laughs> Simply. That's why he called it Christmas. Need no other name. Yeah, no. That's, a rose by any other name will still smell as sweet. However, we're just going to go with, we're going to go with what people want. And the people want Christmas. <laughs> the people want, I wanted Christmas, like, November 1st. I was like, yeah, tree's going up. Do it. <laughs> Oh, Halloween was over. I was like, boom, Christmas. Give me red. Give me green. <laughs> give me candy canes. Give the people anything else. <laughs> yeah, give the people. Give the people eggnog. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by our friends at Great Lakes Brewery. Great Lakes Brewery is one of the oldest craft breweries in Ontario, Canada, offering a variety of seasonal ales in addition to their year-round brews and premium lagers. Fun fact about Michael Buble, as a kid, he wanted to be a hockey player and he dreamed of one day playing for his home team, the Vancouver Canucks. So it's only fitting that today we are drinking a Great Lakes Brew Canuck Pale Ale. This particular beer begins with a honeyish start thanks to Canadian malt before giving way to flavors of grapefruit, tropical citrus, canned peaches, and pine. You can find the Canuck Pale Ale and other great selections at Great Lakes Brewery in Etobicoke, Ontario, online at www.greatlakesbeer.com and at your local LCBO. Canuck Pale Ale is also available across Ontario and in grocery stores, bars, and restaurants. And in the season of giving, Great Lakes Brewery will be hosting a holiday food drive benefiting the Daily Bread Food Bank on Saturday, December 12th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. as part of their 12th annual Hops for Hunger campaign. And when you donate 20 pounds or more, you will receive a complimentary four-pack of Great Lakes beer. You can learn more at www.greatlakesbeer.com. This season, shop local and stay safe. Okay, Nat. So Michael Buble, he's a big pop star. He's a popular guy. 
When did you first start listening to Michael Bublé? Are you a fan of Michael Bublé? Do you even like him? Are you, is that even why you're here? What's going on? <laughs> I hate the guy. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like his voice is, is pretty groovy and he is, you know, kind of smoothie and words. Um, but I don't think I ever listened to him like outside of Christmas. I mean, like, I feel like I know his popular songs. I couldn't sing them to you right now and I couldn't name them. But when they come on, I'm like, fly me to the moon. I know that's not his song, but he gives me Frank Sinatra vibes. That was like the worst example. <laughs> if, I, if I heard it, I could sing his song and it's not his song. I said it was an example. <laughs> Do you know like, uh, like everything? Like... Um, now I, why can't I say <laughs> You're just doing cool mom vibes right now. You just like immediately go into cool mom vibes. Um, you're a fallen star. Something. See? You don't even know it. <laughs> you're every word. You're every line. You're everything. He wrote that about Emily Blunt. Fun fact. No, I, the only one I remember is when he sings that one song and in the music video, they're in like the grocery store and that's Haven't his met you at yet. the time. Yeah, still haven't met you yet. Okay, see? Yes. <laughs> we know like the song. main parts. We know the parts know. of the song where they sing the Fly title of the song. To <laughs> okay, so you're so so you're like a casual fan of of Bublé. You'll listen to him like on the radio. I, yeah, I don't hate him, but I don't think I've ever like scoped out a Bublé song. But I won't change it if it's on. Gotcha. So how did you discover the Christmas album? Um, I guess it was probably just from like. Spotify albums, like when you just start playing Christmas songs and then Michael Bublé's ones come up and they're all really great. And uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Love it. <laughs> Simple, to the point. <laughs> Christmas. Just <laughs> the end of the day. Only Christmas. <laughs> I feel like for me, this album is actually what made me like Michael Bublé as an artist, I feel like, because similar to you, I only really knew the Buble hits and it wasn't until I listened to the Christmas album where I really did start to fall in love with him. But I also feel like it's because I have a very specific memory of driving to high school. I was in grade 12 when this album came out and I remember like driving to school with this, like in my CD deck, I was driving my parents, 1994 Ford Explorer and it was dope. And all my like girlfriends in high school, we all had this album and we were like obsessed with it. Like I just have vivid memories of like being at the locker, being just like, I listened to the Christmas album today. Did you? And they were just like, yes, I did. Obviously it's <laughs> like, it was, don't even know why, but from the months, <laughs> from the months of like November to whenever school got let out before Christmas happened, like we were listening to that shit every day. I do love the Christmas season. So I feel like most Christmas songs hold a special place in my heart because it reminds me of just like being at home being with my family, mm-hmm. like everything that I love about Christmas. It's just like the season, right? And Christmas can be stressful. Christmas can be overwhelming. And especially this year, it can be overwhelming. But I think the heart of the season is still good and the heart of the season is still there. So listening to Christmas music just like soothes me, puts me in a mood, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I felt like when I when I listened to this album, like I thought that going into this, I was like, oh man, I love this album. It's so good. Not remembering that I've never listened to it all the way through. I thought I was going to be like much more blown away by it. But you know what I think it is? I don't know if you felt this as well, but I it, this album, listening to it all the way through, it made me realize how repetitive Christmas songs are. Mm-hmm. Like I, just one verse over and over and over again. Yeah. And I was like, I was, it's, it's a fine, you have to walk like a fine line, I think, when you're recording a Christmas album, because obviously I've done that before. Of course. But 
Um, it's number one on iTunes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you have to balance between making it fresh and new and like a new version of the song to bring new memories, but not make it too different that people are like, I don't know what that, what song are you even covering? Like, this doesn't give me the, the nostalgic memories that I, or the feelings that I want. So I feel like you have to tiptoe a fine line when you're recording a Christmas album. That's a really good point. I feel like the Christmas songs, to be honest, that I like the most, like the ones that are not like not including the traditional Christmas songs, the pop Christmas songs that I like the most are the ones that are like, they don't even really like say or talk about Christmas, but they just have like some slight jingle bell action. Yeah. Something. <laughs> ching, ching, ching. Or they say yeah. just like, you know, the snow and you're like, oh, I feel like that's Christmas. It's more about love than like Christmas vibes. Exactly. Exactly. Well, do you know, like, you know, like the song River where it's like, wish I had a river. Yeah. Like that's, a great Christmas song because he mentions it Come literally on, once. Christmas. Yeah. But that's the only time Christmas is mentioned in the song, but it's still a Christmas song. Like, cause it's about, cause, cause it's about Christmas just cause you mentioned it once. It's just, it's just yeah. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Chrysler. <laughs> okay. Now, where do you want to start things today? What song do you want to start at? Song you love, song you hate, song you just feel like is on the top of your mind right now. What do you want to go? Oh, shoot. I was supposed to think of that. Oh my God. So the one, okay. The ones that I love, I like really, really love. And I can't even like pick a favorite. Do you remember last time? Did we start, did we hold back or did we come in strong? I don't know what, which one to do. Should I, uh, should I hold back or should I come in strong? I feel like last time, the last time you were here, we would have done um, Marion's Trench, I want to say. And I feel like you went all in first time. So maybe I should hold back. Maybe you should hold back. Save it. Hold back. Oh, save it. Save it. Okay. I won't say my favorite one yet. I'll say my my next to favorite one. We'll build up to it. I want to talk about um, White Christmas because Shania. Shania, yes. Hot. <laughs> She's so good. And I Shania was and the boobs. <laughs> that could be a band. I'm into That's it. A band I'm I'm all for this and I want in. More duets. More Christmas songs should be duets. She brings in a whole new dynamic. I first love the part where it's like, and then at the end, the guy, the guys in the background are like, <laughs> I really was paying attention to the people in the background of all these songs. So there's so many people just doing funny things in the background. Like, and you're like what are you? What are you doing? I want to be invited you. I want to be that person on the album. Like, wait, wait, listen, listen. Ah, uh, that's me. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I really like this one too. I'm glad that you brought it up first. I feel like just having Michael Bublé and Shania Twain on the same record in the same song, like my my Canuck heart, tying it back to our yeah. beautiful Canuck Pale Ale today. My Canuck heart was very happy about this collaboration. Um, a great interpretation of the song too, because I think the most classic version is like the Bing Crosby version, which is very mm-hmm. like slow and like soothing. Exactly. Yeah. You could do a Bing Crosby impression. Thank you. You wow. could be Bing. I am actually. Oh, that's the album that's, that's on iTunes. That's the album. <laughs> it's a Natalie does Bing Crosby. I'd buy it. <laughs> I'll take all of them. <laughs> I'm not just renting. I'm buying. <laughs> I feel like I was hesitant about this song at first because I, even though Shania is not like my favorite artist in the world, I can appreciate like, man, I feel like a woman Shania. Oh yeah. Because to me, that's peak, peak Shania. Peak Shania. 
So I was a little worried where I was like, am I going to like this as much? Like where she's just like, she's very country. She's very stripped back. She's with the boobs. And, uh, but you know, the way that they put their spin on it, I really like it. I will say though, that probably the best version that I know of this song is done by one of my favorite emo bands, Panic at the Disco. Really? Yes. They do a really good version, a really good version of the song if anybody wants to listen. But like, it was just fun. They made it more up-tempo. Like Shania hits some high notes. Like she goes like, yeah, I love that part. Yeah. Like she's got a killer voice, man. She's talented. Buble's talented. It was a fun up-tempo way to do the Christmas song. And she doesn't sound overly country. Like we're not trying to make this a country album. This is the boobs. This is jazz. Don't even, Shania. This is jazz. You kind of sounded like um, more of a rose there. <laughs> this like, is jazz. This is jazz, David. The jazz, the girls. Stop acting like a disgruntled pelican. <laughs> That's my interpretation. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go to my... I- I'm going to go to my favorite on the record because... <gasps> I thought we were holding back. Oh my God. <laughs> we're all thrown off now. <laughs> Okay, fine. We won't go to my, okay. I'll go to, I'll go to, okay. I'll go to another, I'll go to my second favorite. Is that okay. Yeah. So this is going to be, this is not going to come as a shock to anybody because I mentioned it in the opening, but all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> oh, that's your favorite. So all I want for Christmas is you is your favorite. Yes. I love this one. Okay. So let's like, talk about it. It might be my all time favorite, like Christmas song, like move over Mariah version and that's his bold bold statement but you know what okay so i agree with you because it's super i feel like it's more genuine almost than the mariah version mm-hmm. and it's a different like, vibe totally it's a different, different vibe like. and he doesn't like you know like whistle tone he doesn't need to like hit the notes it's just like very like sweet it's very soft he's just like no baby all yeah. i want for christmas is you like it would be a great version like if you ever went to this is this is what i wrote down in my notes it would be a great song to slow dance to at a christmas ball yes a ball a bowl. Every girl deserves to go to a ball. <laughs> in my fantasy, I'm like, get to go to like a Yule ball. Like think Harry Potter, year four, Goblet of Fire, Yule ball era, where there's like icicles in the shapes of Hogwarts and there's like ghosts. I don't know what's there. <laughs> also ghosts. It's scary. It's Halloween actually. Candy, like pot roasts, turkey, whatever you want. And um, but like just slow dancing with like your honey and like just feeling the vibe and just like, oh, under a mistletoe, man, I, I, I'm yeah. here for it. I think it's a very genuine version of the song. And I do, I will agree with you. It rivals the Mariah version. Like it's neck and neck. It's neck and neck. Yeah. Like the Mariah one, when I'm like deep in the nog, all I want for Christmas is Mariah Carey. Like that's, I'm like, I'm out there. I have the karaoke mic in my hand. I'm not hitting any notes. It's a disaster, but we're all here for it. Whereas like this one, it's like, I want to be like cozy. I'm like, you know, just like relaxing. And we're just like, and all I want for Christmas is you. It's just such an interesting way to have done it because I don't know. I actually don't know if there's any other covers of this song, but like to kind of revamp it as like a more, like you said, genuine relaxing kind of like love song versus like a bop. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm here no. for it. It's the best. I, I really do like that one. When he's like, outside my door. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> marry <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, Buble, you're so tall. You're <laughs> <laughs> so tall. Well, now I'm wondering what your favorite one is. Okay, well, it's back to you though, Nat. It's your turn. I know. I'm going to try to guess which one your favorite one is and yes, pick that me. one. 
I'm going to take a sip of my drink. You, you, you try and guess. Um, okay. Well, I don't know, but I'm going <laughs> to go with. You gave up so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at the, it's hard to say, but I want to talk about, and I don't know if this is an original song or not, but I want to talk about Cold December Night. That's an original song. I like that one. I'm here for the original. I, for a second, when I was listening to this album, I was like, as if Michael Bublé is going to do a Christmas album and not even put the effort in to write a song. I was about to be real mad because for a second, I thought that Christmas Baby, Please Come Home was an original, but upon further investigation, it was not. Twas so not. I was excited to find out that Cold December Night was an original song and I am here for it. So because what do you like of, about it? Well, it was like one of those, it's like what we talked about where it's like more about like love and they're just like, there's also snow and the theme is also there's Christmas happening in the background, but it's all about like, kiss me on cold December. I just, it's nice to have like a break. Like when you, when you have like a Christmas like medley on and you're like on your fifth, like white Christmas or your sixth rendition of silver bells, you're like, okay, yeah, let's get something, something new up here. So it's nice to have a song that's like, you can become like a new classic in your books and a new song that like comes into your Christmas household. Yeah, I totally agree. I like Cold December Night as well. I don't think it's one of my like favorites on the record, but it's very similar to All I Want for Christmas is You in the sense that he's asking someone to like, he's like, please just fall in love with me this This Christmas. Christmas. You know, like it's very, it's it's again, a very like sweet kind of coupley cuffing season song. The best part of the song for me, hands down though, has got to come in the bridge where he goes like, call it season a given. I'm here. I'm yours. Yeah. (laughs) Best part. Best part of the song. He can hit. He can trill. Like Michael Bublé, he can just go. You know, if I was like, if I sat up down and I was like, Michael, can you please sing a run for me? He would be like, like, just do the thing. (laughs) It's a good jam. It's a good jam. Okay. My favorite song now. We're not going to leave people in suspense. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. My favorite song on the record is Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Oh, yay. That is a hundo P my favorite The original song. (laughs) The non-original original. But I agree with you. When you said that you thought it was an original, I fully felt the same way. I did not hear this Christmas song once until I bought, like I had, I own the CD. So when I bought the CD and I heard it, I thought it was like Buble's big hit. I was like, yes, Michael Bublé, you're a genius. But then I discovered that a lot of other people have done versions of this song. Namely, uh, Death Cab for Cutie does a great version. All these emo... All these emo, emo Christmas bands. songs. But no, the emo bands have done it well. Death Cab, Panic at the Disco, um, there's a song called uh, Ho Ho Hopefully, I think by the, the main. So anyways, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, this song is from 1963. <laughs> it has been around for a long time. Original was sung by Darlene Love. And it just has such a fun energy to it. Like... It's about just wanting to like be with someone for Christmas, you know? And I feel like that's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be like a romantic thing. It could just be like, oh, I just want to see like my friends. I just want to see my family. Like, baby, just please come home. Please, mm-hmm. like, please, COVID, like get out of here. And I do actually have a special connection to this song as well because I was a huge SNL fan. And you know this about me. You know, that's where I fell in love with uh, Jimmy Fallon was watching him on SNL. And when he came back and hosted for the first time after he had like gone on and did his talk show thing, he came back and hosted the Christmas episode. And his opening monologue was a cover of this song because Michael Buble was the musical guest, but he turned it into like an SNL version. So he was like, the legends that walk these halls, Gumby Christmas to sweaty balls. Like it was a, <laughs> <laughs> like a whole SNL thing. And I've always remembered that. And it makes me think of it. I don't know. I just think it's cute. Um, I think it's fun. I enjoy listening to it. I just belt it. I, I can't help yeah. but belt it. So like Christmas songs are kind of in like two categories. There's 
the during the day decorating kind of songs. And then there's the songs for when it's like the 23rd and the 24th when you're kind of just like drunk all day and you're sleepy at night now. And it's just like the fire's going and the lights. And those are like, you know, a Christmas song and stuff like that. But this is like, I'm putting this tree up and I'm putting on the decorations. Please come home. <laughs> You've cracked open the nog and... <laughs> yeah, I'm deep in the nog. <laughs> Decorate. <laughs> Deep in the nog. From the 23rd to Jan 5th, I'll be deep in the nog. Don't After Christmas. You drink eggnog after Christmas, really? Well, why not? Oh, I don't know. I just feel like... Do they sell (laughs) eggnog year-round? No, but do they? No, I don't think so. Um, My Omi in Austria, though, she um, makes eggnog from scratch. Oh, dang. But it's like she uses like this like European like 90-proof... Um, alcohol in it and it's just like aggressive no wonder you <laughs> get so deep them. in the nog <laughs> deep in the nog i i just i have a bit of a an aversion to eggnog because it's it's there's eggs in there yeah but there's you eat eggs yeah but like i don't love eggs they're not my favorite food do you like cookies there's eggs and cookies that's different don't try so you hate tell cookies me those. don't so you tell hate me. cookies <laughs> okay it's eggs in a carton. I don't want to drink that. You know, that's fair. That's fair. I like the idea of it. I like the idea of being deep in the nog, but I just don't know if I could execute it. Execute it. Oh, why'd you do that on purpose? Oh, nope. God. Accidental oh, pun. Whose turn is it now? Did we just talk uh, about wine? Yes. Back to you. Where do you want to go? You know what? I'm going to change vibes. <gasps> Already? And I think this might be an unpopular opinion, but I really like the Jingle Bells one. Get I think <laughs> I really I like it. I just every time where he's like he's like Merry Christmas, ladies, and like Merry, Merry Christmas, Mister Boo. Every time I'm like Merry Christmas, Mister Boo, and I'm like. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's another version, like an old version of Jingle Bells that sounds like this that has the girls in the background, like in that like kind of like bugle boys kind of sound. Yeah, I just think it's it's kind of it's fun, but then at like the at the end of it, he starts going like, jingle bells, jingle bells. And I'm like, okay, bring it down. <laughs> down. Like, relax a little bit. Like, I, 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 it's fun and I'm like into it for like the first half of it. And then I'm like, like bring it down. But I still like the beginning. I just, I really, I just like the part where it's like, Merry Christmas, Sister Poople. That's all. So I, like, I hate this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you it was an unpopular opinion. I knew you would hate this one too. Really? I, I, I knew you would. <laughs> the only, in my opinion... The only good part is the way Buble pronounces bells, where he goes, do you want to sing some jingle bells? That's the only good part. <laughs> and the rest of it is trash because no offense to the Papini sisters. They're very talented. They've got great voices, but like I always will skip it because it's hard to make jingle bells palatable because it's the song you always hear in the shopping malls, you know, in the grocery stores. It's so, so repetitive. Mm-hmm one of the most repetitive Christmas songs. And like, I just don't think there's anyone who can sing a version, even if they like stripped it down and like made it slow and like added, I don't know, a harp. I feel like I would still be like, it's harp? it's still Jingle Bells. I just, I can't. Credit where credit is due. Papini sisters can harmonize like nobody's business and they deserve they deserve to get deep in the nog for that. But it's also, it, it made me realize in listening to this and actually like, I, I literally read the lyrics and it's like, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, like Jingle All the Way. And then, oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Do you know anyone who's ever done that? Like, how uh, old are these songs? How old is this I'm song? in a one-horse open sleigh all the time. I'm in a one-horse open sleigh right now. I'm on the road. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the move. 
yeah, it just kind of made me realize how dated I think the song was. And I didn't love that aspect mm-hmm. of it. I, you know what? I'll match your controversial opinion. Don't and I'm going to talk about one that I like that might be a little polarizing. Don't say it. Don't say it. Santa baby. That's no! <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Oh my okay. God. It's okay, the okay, okay. worst. But just hear me out. Hear me out, please. I'll hear you out, but you're wrong. <laughs> you're so wrong. First of all, connection to this song because Eartha Kitt sings the original. It's from 1953. And anything that Eartha Kitt has done or ever done, I'm going to love because it's like, pull the lever, crunk. Hello? Yeah. Like, pull the lever, crunk. It's kind of trashy, the original, because it's like, Santa baby, like, slip a gift under the tree for me. Like, it's very, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'll give it to you. It's a lot. But I like that he put his own spin on it. Like, I know the Santa buddy thing is kind of weird, but I like that he was like, I want a Rolex. Get me a yacht. Get me a 65 convertible. Get me Canucks tickets. Like, I was like, that's kind of fun that he personalized it. So I don't hate it. I can't, I can't hate it. I'm always like, I'm like walking around my kitchen and I'm like, Santa buddy, stick a (laughs) Rolex under the tree. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Okay. So for me, I already have a problem with the song Santa baby in general. Like it just, it bothers me. But this, the, the original is not as bad as this one. Like, I get it. It's like sexy and it's like, you know, she's not actually talking to Santa. Like, it's kind of like a pseudonym for like her, like, you know, mister. And I don't, I wouldn't hate this song as much if he did, said Santa baby. Because I feel like okay. if you say, if you say Santa baby, then it's like, it's still kind of sexy. Like, but him making it like Santa Pally. And I read this like art, like there was like this article with this like review about it. And it was like, we get it. You're a heterosexual male. Like don't, we don't want to miss, like understand this and think that you're like coming on to Santa. We get it. He's your Pally. He's your bud. Like, I don't know. And like, I don't get, at, at one point he does say Santa baby. And I was like, wow, my loins. Like, why didn't you just say that the whole time? Like, I don't, he misses the point of the song. The song right. was like sexy. It wasn't like asking Santa for, you know, gifts. At the bare bones of it all, which song do you think is worse? Santa Baby or I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus? Just overall. I like Mommy Kissing Santa Claus more than I like his rendition of Santa Buddy. Okay, but what about the original, like the Eartha Kit version of Santa Baby versus I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa? Or better yet, the one I want to hit hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> um, mommy Kissing Santa Claus... That one is Versus. very annoying. That one it's is annoying, very annoying, right? But sometimes Santa Baby, I'm like, uh, actually, it really depends on how much nog I've had. I like Santa Baby the more nog I've had. In summary, Michael Bublé has fragile masculinity. Fair? Agreed? Everybody can... Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We're all there. <laughs> We're on the same page? Cool. Okay. Noted. <laughs> okay. So that was mine, Nat. You got to go next. Um, I like um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I like that one, too. I love that one. He just, I feel like specifically now with COVID and everything, it's very relevant because it's like, if the fates allow COVID, please allow us. He didn't do anything with it. Like it's very like his version of this song is exactly the same as like every other version of this song, except for with his beautiful vocals. So smooth. Um, That's smooth jazz. Yeah, but I don't think, this is like one of those ones that like you don't need to change. Like it's like everyone's fine with it being the same every time. And I could listen to five versions of it in one night and it would be okay. 
I'm honestly in total agreement. I don't really have anything else to add. Like I that I had that same lyric. Um, from now on, all our troubles will be miles away. And like, I can just picture like, you know, in a few weeks, we're going to be with our families at Christmas. And I can just picture myself like actually feeling that, like just being in the moment of having it be the, you know, the season for like love and caring and just being with people that you want to be with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes you kind of forget, like when you have those moments with people that are special in your life, you do kind of forget about all the other horrible shit that's going on. So I love that he did this song. I love that he included it on the record. I think the only other version of this song that might edge out the Michael Bublé version is um, the one that Sam Smith did. He has a really good mm-hmm. version of this song, but it's Bublé. At the end of the day, it's Bublé. It's boobs. It's the boobs. boobs. I want to talk about Blue Christmas. Oh, okay. Let's get swanky. So a little bit of backstory. I love Elvis, Elvis Presley. And my dad also loves Elvis. Him and I have bonded over that. And my dad's mom, my grandmother, also a big Elvis fan. And I remember, um, you know, hearing from her and hearing from my parents how upset she was when Elvis passed away. And although this isn't an Elvis Presley original song, it was actually uh, done by Doy Odell in 1948. But then Elvis Presley covered it in 1964. And it's become one of the most popular Christmas songs of all time. And I feel like Buble paid a very loving tribute to Elvis, who was kind of, you know, also a very like swanky dude. Um, similar style, even though he was king of rock and roll, like had a similar kind of vibe. And I feel like Michael almost puts on more of a Elvis kind of voice when he sings it. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of brings you back to reality because like, even we were just talking about with um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, like, yes, your troubles might be out of sight and, and, and things are happy and positive, but I'm like, there are some people who might not be having a great Christmas. They might be having a blue Christmas because their loved ones aren't with them or they're sad. Like, sh- like shit still happens. Heartbreak is 24-7, 365. Doesn't take a break. And blue Christmas <laughs> is a testament to that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I mean, this one's good too. I have it more, like, it wasn't one of my, like, top ones, but it's a little bit too slow. Like, I wish it was just, like, a smidge faster. Like, at some points, I'm like, okay, blue Christmas. Okay. And then there's one part where like the trumpet gets really loud and I'm like, (laughs) quiet the horn section. Gosh, I don't remember which part it is, but I wrote that in my notes that I, the trumpet got too loud. I feel like it's at the end because doesn't it kind of like crescendo? It goes like where he's like, and I'll, I'll have a blue, oh, Christmas, that part. I guess so. Yeah. It just gets really, really loud. I'm hung over from the nog and I'm like, yeah. You can't yell right now. Just calm down, Buple. Just chill. We know it's Take sad. it down. Take it down a couple notches. Do you want to hear my very quick critique of Silent Night? Tell me. Silent Night, you bore me. <laughs> you bore me. Okay. <laughs> Why is it on the record, honestly? It's really boring. and it, It's it, really like, boring. It also sounds like really old, like the brass that's playing. Like he tried to make it very classic Silent Night and it sounds like it's being recorded in like the 20s. Or the and 1800s. Like the creepy kids choir who are like... I hate children singing. <laughs> I hate it. Don't... I, I don't need to... I'm not a parent. And I'm sure when I'm a parent, I will love to go to my child's choir. Sure. No doubt. But I do not... I do not care about this other children's choir that's featured on here. Like, I didn't come here to listen to Michael Buble and children. I want just Michael Bublé. Just give me I don't boobs. even want this song. I didn't even want this song in the first place. No. Don't put children in it. Those were honestly, those were like the big ones I wanted to talk about. So I feel like we might be able to go on to our rating. Is now the right time? 
Is there any more? See if there's any more that I hate. <laughs> nope. Just Tell me about Santa the one. buddy. <laughs> We've reached the critical point in the podcast, Nat, which means we we are going to talk about our overall thoughts on the record, and then we're going to rate Michael Bublé's Christmas album from 2011 out of five Great Lakes Brewery Canuck Pale Ale beers. You're up first. Final thoughts on the record, and then what are you going to rate it out of five uh, Canuck Pale Ales? Okay. So again, like I said at the beginning, I thought that I liked this album a lot more, but I guess I just was thinking of like the top Michael Buble Christmas songs that I that come up on like Spotify playlists that I really like. So when I was listening to this, I was like kind of underwhelmed. It's also um, a long record for our listeners. There's 15 Christmas songs on this record. Yes. And, I, and it's hard to say because like, I mean, a Christmas song is a Christmas song. At the end of the day, I don't skip a lot of Christmas songs because I just love Christmas songs. And like, you know, if A Silent Night comes on, I'm going to listen to it because it's a classic. There's a couple ones that are really great. Like All I Want for Christmas is You and um, Christmas Baby Please Come Home. So, I mean... I wish there's more original ones. Like, I'm kind of disappointed to just have, like, one original song on here when, like, Michael Buble could... Does he write his own songs? I don't even know if he writes his yeah. own songs. Yeah, oh, he totally writes his own songs. His other but records have... He could have put way more. I just feel like it's very, like, low effort when it's, like, I get you're giving the people what they want, which is, like, a cover, but, like, do a little bit more. You know, you're making... This is his top-selling record. He made a lot of money off of, you know, just copying other songs. Anyways, I don't really know how to rate a Christmas album because I feel like a lot of my feelings for these songs are also rooted in like my feelings for these Christmas songs in general. Fair. Maybe let's look at it from the lens of you can rate it as just a Christmas, as a Christmas record. That didn't give you any clarity. (laughs) I was like, I thought that's what we're doing, Kiara. (laughs) But I mean, because when we normally rated albums on the pod, we've done it just like, you know, album in general overall mm-hmm. in the grand context of uh, everything that's available so I'm like if you just like hone in you're like it's december i'm listening to tunes i'm listening to christmas music where does this album fall on that scale of, i like, see you know what i mean I see between bing bing or boobs between bing, bing or boobs. boobs where are you going yeah i think out of christmas albums not out of every album i would give this one like three and a half, get into a four maybe, because it is a great album and I do like his vibe. He gives very nice cafe chill vibes. And as long as I skip Santa Buddy, I'm fine. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I feel like if Santa <laughs> Baby was not on there, you'd be like, this would be a five record. Yeah. That's like the only one that I like. I hate it. Tell me how you I really feel. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Okay, so, so three all. and a half. Three and a half yeah. Canuck Pale Ales out of five Canuck Pale Ales. Similar to you, I struggled a little bit when I was rating this album because for me, what swayed me more on the positive side is just my connection to Christmas and my connection to, you know, being back and being my 17-year-old self in school and like driving in on the snowy streets to my math class or wherever I was going and just listening to Michael Buble. Like I, it took me back to a very real place in my life that like gave me overwhelming like nostalgia for my hometown and for my high school and for my group of friends. So that part definitely like stuck with me and it lives, it lives rent free in my heart. (laughs) Um, I think as an overall, as an overall Christmas record, I got to say it's a pretty strong effort. I'm going to give Buble a four, a four out of five. (gasps) Connect Pale Ales. There's a couple songs I'm going to skip because I'm sick of it. I'm going to skip 
Jingle Bells. I'm going to skip Silent Night. Depending on my mood, like, you know, Michael Buble's Christmas greeting. You don't always have to listen to (laughs) Michael Buble's Christmas greeting, but sometimes I just want to hear him wish me a Merry Christmas. Like, that's not weird. I'm on that. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say four out of five. I feel that. This is the only Christmas album that I would put on and be like, let's only listen to this one. Yeah. It it gets you like Christmas bangers. It gets you Christmas bops. Gets you some Christmas slow jams. It kind of covers all your bases, you know? It's very versatile, I think. Yeah. That that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for coming on again and taking part in our first ever Christmas episode. I'd also love to give a special shout out to our friends at Great Lakes Brewery in Etobicoke. Thank you guys for sponsoring the episode. Uh, The Canuck Pale Ale is delicious and I will be buying again. Wishing everybody a very safe and healthy and very merry Christmas and happy new year from the podcast.